before I share this little piece of the sitcom Big Bang Theory, I need to level with you. I don't watch Big Bang Theory. Never have and probably never will. I knew it had a character named Sheldon and that was it. I definitely just went nosing around the internet until I found a piece of pop culture that confirmed my already deeply held suspicions about America's relationship with Lamb. I'm guilty. Anyways, there's this episode where Sheldon is forced to eat lamb kebab by his friends. His friend Leonard picked Greek food only because he knew Sheldon hated it more than he did. Painfully, Sheldon forces the first piece of meat in his mouth. And as he chews, he tries to mitigate his urge to totally just projectile vomit everywhere by thinking of all the other wonderful things the Greeks gave us, like democracy and science. But in the end, he just can't handle it. He spits out the lamb kebab and exclaims, And they gave us little charred cubes of meat that taste like sweat! Alas, we have arrived. Americans don't like eating lamb. But I don't know why. Lamb is considered an exotic meat in America, and Americans ate on average less than one pound of it all year in 2018. That number isn't expected to rise anytime soon. Compare that to beef, which the average American ate between 50 and 60 pounds of last year. That number is only expected to go up. Weirdly enough, these two numbers don't tell the full story. Even though the average American only ate a pound of it in 2018, the mean is probably the wrong statistical analysis to use for the whole population. Because there are probably an enormous amount of Americans who didn't eat any lamb. I've seen some estimates that peg it at about 50%. Lamb mostly gets eaten by ethnic populations like Greek and Middle Eastern, and the populations who do eat lamb probably eat on average a lot more than a single pound per year per person. But if you spread that number over 325 million people, the number gets quite small, like one single pound small. I can't ever remember eating lamb in my house growing up. It wasn't a meat my mom was familiar with, so she avoided cooking with it. And ditto for my grandma. The only experiences I ever had with lamb was with a Greek restaurant nearby my house. I'd have a hero every time I went, and my dad would avoid me for hours afterwards due to my tzatziki breath. Not too long ago, though, Americans used to eat lamb all the time. As late as the 1960s, the average Joe would eat around five pounds of it a year. That's nuts. During the 1940s, we had between 40 to 50 million sheep living in the U.S., and now in 2019, we have around 5 million. I mean, that's 10%. Some historians think that returning vets from World War II helped end this dietary staple of ours. Between the canned mutton that reminded soldiers of nights spent in cramped foxholes lounging in the mud, and the government's decision after the end of the war to no longer use wool to make uniforms, sheep really lost favor in the eyes of the public. But still, lamb has endured at least as an Easter tradition for some. A lamb roast eaten during Easter possibly originated with one of the popes a millennia ago, but we can't say for sure. Today, in 2019, in America, 
that is sometimes the only experience the average person will have with lamb all year long. I think it's high time that changed. We raise grass-fed lamb on our farms, and it's probably my favorite meat. I think a well-cooked lamb burger puts a beef burger to shame any day. The taste is mild but luxurious, much more so than beef. It doesn't take many spices to make lamb truly amazing. Start with rosemary and thyme, and you can't go wrong. If you can find them, I'd be the first to recommend trying some lamb bone broth. You see, lamb bones are probably the most nutrient-rich of all animal bones. They're nutrient-rich because sheep have a very distinct diet from most other farm animals. If you've ever had the chance to work on a farm, you'd see that chickens eat grasshoppers and cows eat clover, but sheep eat weeds. And rather than use a bunch of herbicides and diesel fuel to run a tractor for cutting the weeds down on our farm, we just let the sheep loose. We have around a thousand of them right now, and believe me when I tell you, they get work done. They'll diss the prettiest clover grass you've ever seen and nom those weeds until there's just a spindly little stalk left over. Sheep are attracted to plants with deep taproots, and these weeds are more nutrient-dense than the grass that cows eat. When you have a longer root system, you can absorb soil nutrients from multiple soil sublayers, and all these nutrients work their way into a sheep's bones. We have these thorn trees on our farm which help to naturally fix nitrogen into the soil, and they're a pain, like, just being honest with you. It's, they're not a fun tree to work around on the farm all day long. They have really, really deep roots, though. And while they cause no end of frustration to me, just snagging my clothing when I try to walk near them, our sheep love them. They eat those leaves like they're candy. So if you're feeling sick or your bones ache, I'd actually tell you to go for chicken feet. Lots of really good collagen there. Uh, my wife, Kelly would used to have uh, chicken feet bone broth all the time when she had plantar fasciitis and tendonitis in both of her feet after we went on a really long hike. But if you're feeling relatively healthy and you just want to supercharge your immune system, go for lamb bones. Tons of nutrients there. Whether you want bones or meat, if you want grass-fed lamb, you can rest assured that your food came from an animal that has a totally unique biological function on the farm. It accomplishes what no other animal can. We call them our biological weed control. Like herds of cattle, flocks of sheep can be moved rotationally across pastures to remineralize and reinvigorate dried out ground. As recently as 2013, ranchers were trying this technique in Patagonia of South America. With over 20 million acres of abandoned and damaged grasslands, ranchers were encouraged to reduce the size of their herds. But the ecology of the grasslands just didn't improve, and these ranchers were left with the unenviable position of having less meat to sell to support their families. But some ranchers like Borelli and Ricardo Fenton saw very positive results from restoratively managing their 65,000-acre farm with sheep in 2013. According to them, they saw more biodiversity in a single year with many sheep than 10 years with fewer sheep. They also started to see rare plants cover ground that hadn't been there for 30 years. And granted, I'll be honest, this is just anecdotal evidence. I would love to see a more broader scientific study on this. Um, I'd love to see more broad scientific studies on the entire concept of restorative management. But for now, we'll have to contend ourselves with some anecdotal reports. 
sheep don't have to be destructive to the environment they can be used to heal otherwise broken land and i've seen them do this on our farm our farm when we before we put our sheep on it was totally dried out the grass had grown had gone to seed and gotten so heavy it just fell over and after we took our sheep through it and they cleaned it up the next season it actually looked like healthy pasture the long and short of it is sheep are definitely america's most underappreciated animal provided they're grass-fed they won't taste gamey it should taste like really luxurious beef and who wouldn't be excited about that they act like biological weed control and they can be used to restore damaged ecosystems that sounds like an animal worth giving another look so next time you're considering what kind of meat to take home for dinner consider lamb buck the nationwide trend of eating less than a pound of it this entire year try it and tell me what you think i'll be waiting <laughs>